All right, have a seat real quick. Um, normally we just dismiss now since we're running over. Um, but I, I have some news that we need to share. And I'll, I'll try to make it brief. Um, and uh, Josh, if you want to get the kids or something, um, I will, uh, I'll just pray us out after the descending time. Um, I use this all the time, I promise. Um, okay, so for, uh, for our sending time, we have a sending time and we uh, uh, send us out into the world on mission. And for the sending time, on behalf of the leadership team, I want to cast some vision about our, our mission and storyline and how we go about accomplishing that mission. Um, put that first slide up. Uh, there are a couple of approaches. Some of you have heard, heard this in DNA recently or heard me talk about it otherwise. Um, there are a couple of approaches to reaching people and discipling people who are searching for God. This one is probably the most popular one, the kind of the come and see approach, right? Where um, in the Gospels we see Philip getting his friend Nathaniel and saying, hey, come and see Jesus. See everything that he's doing. Um, and in, in, a, in church life, usually that happens when... Uh, churches invite people to their worship gatherings or special events, stuff that happens on their turf. And then maybe they become a part of small groups or house church gatherings and uh, they get to share life together. With the kind of the end goal being they get to have genuine relationships with God and with others. Um, and I guess I want to I affirm this approach. I think a lot of times, uh, especially earlier in my ministry, I poo-pooed this approach a lot. Because it has a lot of dangers. Um, um, it has well-cataloged dangers like pandering to Christian consumerism, you know, where we just offer religious goods and services for people to show up and then kind of go about their business. Um, and part of the trouble is it's working less and less in North America. Less people wake up thinking, oh, I need to go to church today. And so we certainly have to find alternative kinds of ways to reach and disciple people. Um, But I think there are churches all over North America, not just in the South, from West Coast to East, that are are using a come and see kind of approach to reach and disciple people. And they are they're minimizing kind of the consumer effect. So um, the second approach which you'll kind of recognize. This is kind of our, our primary foot in storyline, our, our big MO. That's the, the go and find. You know, in the Gospels, Jesus tells a story about a shepherd who leaves the flock of, of 99 to go and find the one. And um, kind of the way that that happens is it reverses the process. Instead of starting a worship gathering, uh, it starts with genuine relationships, right? In our neighborhood, with our neighbors. It moves into shared life, into our house church gatherings, and into worship gatherings. Instead of starting with our church and moving to their church, it starts on their church and moves to our church. So I, I say that to say that um, Storyline has intentionally focused on this go and find approach. But, I mean, with our monthly worship gathering, there is some kind of come and see element to what we're doing, Right. Um, this summer, I sought out mentors to give input about how Storyline is stuck in mission. 
uh, particularly in that in the last couple of years, we haven't seen a whole lot of searchers come to the Lord and become disciples. We haven't seen any new missional communities or house churches started. And so I kind of shared that with them and asked them what they think they thought. And I want you to hear this. I know we got lots of distractions and we're running late, but I want you guys to hear this. Um, seven out of the 12 mentors suggested that we lean into the come and see approach a little more by increasing the frequency of our worship gathering. So almost three fourths of the mentors I talked to said that the come and see your, your worship gathering frequency, one way of seeking to reach and disciple people um, would be to think about increasing the frequency of your gathering. And they had really two persuasive elements of their rationale. Number one was come and see suits those who are moderately or marginally interested um, for whom house church uh, is way too intimate and up close and personal. They want to come and just kind of check it out and see if they want to go deeper with us. Um, Speaking for myself, I have a lot of searching friends, not all of them, but a lot of them who are intimidated by coming to my house church. And uh, they have enough religious memory that they'd be much more comfortable checking out a church in a worship gathering. Not all of them, but some of them, a good number of them still do. I think there's something to be said for a come and see approach that doesn't cost millions of dollars or pander to consumerism. Uh, The second thing is if our vision is to partner with the Holy Spirit to do this red hot center of mission thing that's characterized by passionate spirituality and radical community and missional zeal, then we have to strengthen the center. Does that make sense? Um, we, if, if, we're, if Storyline and our network of churches around DFW are going to become a, a red-hot center of mission, then we have to strengthen the center such that it can flow out to the various neighborhoods and networks that we're on mission um, in our house churches. One way to do that is by increasing our worship gathering frequency. And that will give us the ability to connect to God like we do in these in these um, in these venues. It will allow us to cast vision and build momentum um, for the mission. Uh, I've got to admit that uh, the house church planter in me cringes a little bit at the idea of increasing the worship gathering. Um, after all, I've railed against, you know, the consumerism of the come and see approach. And many of you have listened to me do that. But God has convicted me. I don't care if it's not cool. I don't care if it's traditional or if it looks familiar or if it seems more churchy or if it's different than I thought things were going to look like. If it will help us to reach and disciple people who are searching for God, then I want to try it. I, I, I think I think uh, I, I think we, the leadership team, wants to try it. So here's what the leadership team has decided. Um, we're going to run a six month pilot of a twice monthly worship gathering starting in December and it will run through May. So we'll have two worship gatherings every month. And we'll have at least two house church gatherings every month. And of course, we'll continue to find ways to go on mission together, sometimes on fifth Sundays every month. And toward the end of the pilot, we'll do a feedback loop and we'll listen deeply about how it's working. If we're seeing any traction in it, if we're seeing the center warm up because of it. 
And here's what I want to ask of you. Um, Will you join us in this journey? Will you engage in this new pilot rhythm? Um, This is not a a permanent forever uh, necessarily thing. We want to take this for a test drive and see how it feels for us as a community. Um, um, Would you engage it? Would you invest in it and experiment and invite your people of peace to come and see? So that this just isn't a, a thing for us. We're going to do a Christmas thing. We'll do an Easter thing. We'll do some special moments along the way where we can invite our people of peace into this come and see kind of thing. And I just want to invite you guys to engage and do that. And we're really serious about getting your feedback along the way. Uh, We want you to have a voice. If you don't like it or if you do, we want to hear it because that will help us discern and listen to the voice of God in this. Um, So uh, it will help to shape what it becomes. So sorry, I know we're we're late and and things are restless, but we wanted to put that news out there. And one way to engage is to mark December the 22nd on your calendar and to try as best as you can not to go out of town for the holidays until you invite your people of peace to come to a Christmas gathering with us. Um, And we'll do something like why Christmas or something like that. That will spring into um, some evangelistic focus that we do in the new year. Um, Let me pray for this. In fact, Patrick, could I ask you, could I put you on the spot and ask you to pray? um, And just ask God to continue to lead us forward and um, to show us the the path. And our, our big goal here and why we're changing, why we're experimenting, it's because we desperately want to do Um, What we started Storyline to do, and that is reach and disciple people who are searching for God. So will you pray for us to that end? God, I thank you for um, this evening. I thank you for all the um, people uh, represented here and um, just their hearts for you and their um, hearts for Dallas and their neighborhoods. And uh, I pray as we are wrapping up tonight that we think about... um, Ways that we can um, engage the people of peace in our lives, and that um, we can. One of the ways maybe we can do that um, is to um, have have extra times where they can come and, and, and see us and and, and see um, your um, work that's, that's going on every time that um, we're here, and, and every time they can just see it, uh, like like Charles said tonight. Uh, kind of bubbling over in our, in our lives and pouring out of us and uh, that they can um, just wit- witness that and, and witness the way that um, that, that we live and, and, that, and that you're living in us. And so be with us as we are set out on this pilot uh, program of, uh, of, a, of a twice month, uh, monthly worship gathering and bless that and um, and help us to discern at the end of that whether that's something we want to pursue in the future. Thank you so much for your son. Pressing my prayer. Amen. Amen. All right. Done and done. Y'all can help us put up chairs. We appreciate.